Hi, and welcome to episode number 10 of Meet My Followers. Today's date is August 18th, 2010. I am your host, Kate Dworkin, and on today's show, I am happy to be joined by Nicholas DiBiase at Hepnova. Before I start the show, I have to thank 140 for being this show's sponsor and helping make all this possible. If you're looking for a great Twitter application to get the information from Twitter the exact way that it really works for you, 140 is definitely the place to go. With reviews from real users and a clear description of each of the app's features, 140 should be your first and only Twitter resource. Every character counts. Do more with 140. I apologize up front for some of the audio quality issues that you're going to hear here. It was actually my first interview using telephone versus using just a straight Skype connection. And uh, to boot, it was really a, a, a heck of a monsoon last night here in Arizona. So lots of wind, lots of rain. And uh, you will hear some of that in the interview. But please listen to the interview in full because Nicholas and his perspective on things is absolutely fascinating. So without any further ado, let's get into the show. And I'd like to welcome somebody who I actually don't know incredibly well, Nick, to the show. Nick, thank you for coming on. Hey, it's my pleasure. Well, I mean, since I really don't know a whole lot about you, why don't you introduce yourself not only to the listeners, but to me as well? Sure. Yeah, I'm Nicholas DiBiase. Uh, I'm a designer and content creator in Phoenix, and uh, I'm passionate about a lot of stuff. Uh, I love science, physics. Uh, I love design, I love art, and this year really the thing for me is music. Uh, I'm calling this year the year of music because I'm using uh, this year as sort of a wedge to get me back into the swing of creating new musical content and uh, engaging in musical activities on a really regular basis and trying to spread that love of music throughout the greater Phoenix community. Wow, so I mean, that, that's, that's really interesting. So are you, what are you doing with your music now in order to kind of spread that to the community? Uh, the most important thing that I'm up to is I'm helping with an event called Desert Bloom Phoenix, which is a arts and culture event that a few folks and I have put together with the help of the guys at Gangplank, which is a, a local collaborative workspace. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the objective of uh, Desert Bloom Phoenix, which is a, an event that happens every eight weeks, the objective is to get together a really vast diversity of local art and music talent and get them feeding off each other creatively, collaborating, and cross-pollinating styles so that not only uh, do uh, a wide diversity of individuals get exposure to the greater community in this way, uh, including folks that maybe haven't had an opportunity to show themselves off before, but also that uh, new relationships are formed and you know, possibly even new uh, forms or genres of art are created out of these uh, relationships. Wow, that's really that, uh, that's fascinating to me that, that you would donate your time and, and, and your energy and your talents in that way. I mean, what... You know, obviously you've been a member of the community. That's kind of how I know of you, away from speaking at the same Ignite event. But um, you know, how did how did you decide to get involved with this? Well, uh, you know, we had kind of decided, uh, me and these folks, that we wanted to focus on doing some music stuff this year. Mm-hmm. And Gangplank sort of simultaneously had decided that they're going to uh, extend their reach from being solely in the tech space, or primarily in you know the tech space to the larger cultural sphere so that they can affect the same change that they have in tech in a lot of other different areas, you know, including education and uh, art and music. So they reached out to us and uh, asked if we were interested in participating in their initiative to uh, spread art and culture in the tech world. And we said, well, yeah, we are. So we uh, hooked up with Derek Neighbors, who's one of the main cast members 
Uh, he gave us a tour of the new Gangplank facility, and we just kind of cooked up this idea for a format of an event that we would hold frequently to keep uh, you know, fresh in people's minds, and that would be a little different every time to keep the thing fresh and give people an incentive to check out each individual one. Wow, that's that's really great. I mean, you know, people like you who are putting out, you know, so much effort in order to create a stronger community, and the guys down at Gangplank have done that for years in the technology scene. It's great to see them extending, and that they're, that you're taking a larger part in that now that you're, you know, you have these other passions that don't include tech. But kind of changing gears, right? I mean, we initially met, uh, you know, backstage at Ignite Phoenix number five, almost a year ago now. Um, do you remember what your talk was on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was uh, my talk on sort of local economics uh, vis-a-vis a new way of bartering. I was calling it community exchange. Okay, and, and, and how did you end up coming up with that idea to, to you know, not only speak for five minutes in a timed format, but to you know, initially you know, rebrand bartering as it was way back in the day into community exchange, which I think is a great name. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've always been interested in bartering and sort of alternative forms of local economic activity because, you know, I have certain reservations about the capabilities and, uh, and you know, the ability of cash to serve all the needs that a local economy has got. So um, for a number of years, uh, I and my business and creative partner, Lee Sean Wong, who's based in New York, have been advocating um, in-kind exchange, that is to say barter, as an alternative way for folks, especially small businesses, to uh, conduct business in the local sphere. And uh, a little bit more than a year ago, Lishan started work on a project called Soco Square, which is an internet-based uh, startup that is going to um, you know, be a hub of barter for small businesses and creatives and uh, sort of consultant-type folks. And so I was brainstorming, excuse me, in the wind here. Oh, okay. Brainstorming with him about that, and we sort of could touch community exchange to take the act of in-kind exchange away from like the 1800s image that Barter has got Mm -hmm. and, you know, give it sort of a modern flavor and emphasize that it's not just about trading goods for goods or goods for services, but instead it's about um, creating bonds in the community, which themselves evolve into economic connection through this activity. Well, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's really great. I mean, because that's really very much in line with, you know, kind of my core objective for the show where I am exposing my, you know, network, but it's also to see, you know, how I can extract myself from being the bottleneck between great people that I know from interacting and, and, and just, you know, relating to one another. And it's like you take that to the next level with your you know, thought process regarding community exchange to actually making it, you know, something that could be profitable, quote unquote, in the, in, in the way that things get done. So that's 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 really great, and, and thank you for talking about that. Well, it's, you know, one of the things I'm really into, like economics, has always been the interest for me, and uh, I think it's important. I don't think enough focus is placed on local economics, and uh, you know, specifically, like how can uh, individuals that are trying to support themselves through their own business, or you know, even as a sideline, how can they make ends meet or even prosper in sort of a uh, rough economic climate? Well, you know, one way to do that is by um, instead of demanding a resource that a lot of people are really short on cash, you can demand a resource that they may have more of, which is to say time or a product that they may have an overage on. So you can actually get more using community exchange than you can using cash a lot of the time because of uh, that factor. Uh, that, gosh, I mean, uh, the more that my brain thinks about this, the more intelligent it seems, in a, especially in a down economic time. But I'm going to leave that there for now. And, and I know that you're, you know, you kind of, 
precluded in that opening description of yourself that you seem like you're a very, very creative guy, right? That That is a primary thing for you, right? Be it music, be it art, be it multimedia stuff. I mean, I've seen some of your work in, in that relation, and I know that you do take on clients for exactly that. How did all that get started for you, though? Good question. Um, I mean, I guess I've been interested in, in the arts and music and creating for as long as I can always draw and paint as a kid um never been technically skilled uh very well at any of those things but i am good at expressing sort of raw ideas and at absorbing ideas from the environment and crystallizing them into uh expressions or, or pieces of communication that are clear so that has sort of allowed me to uh, have a, a niche are you there yeah okay sorry i got a weird stack thing yeah carve out a niche and in the design world and the multimedia world, uh, sort of primitive uh, creative expressions that are nonetheless extremely potent and clear and communicate the objective that uh, is to be communicated to as wide a group of people as possible. Uh, that's that's really interesting because I know that so many people hone that initial skill all the way down to you know refining it into an art. Where it sounds like th- that you're willing to just take the natural skill set that you have in multiple areas, give clear direction, and then kind of it sounds like step back a little bit and let the real pros really drill it all the way down to execute to final point. Is that is that really kind of where you're at? That's definitely you know one of the one of the things that. I'm interested in, um, but even when, uh, you know, a client person may be wanting a finished product, if, you know, they express their, their objectives and, and, uh, I think that it would be best accomplished using, you know, technique X, Y, Z, even if that technique might not be the most, uh, popular or even the most refined appearing, mm-hmm. a lot of times, uh, if it will grab attention and if it clearly communicates the values that the, the client wants to uh, express, that's going to be the best angle. And uh, since it's going to stand out, you know, differentiation is something that people always talk about. But in reality, a lot of output that you see, uh, you know, be it from the creative world or the tech world, is sort of uniform because of these constraints that people willingly place upon themselves based on so-called best practices. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's actually best to break out of those and to do something that is a little bit more individual, if you will, uh, with the interest of grabbing more eyeballs. That's that's. Well, once again, that's really interesting. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really digging your perspective on a lot of these things because it seems like that you're coming uh, at a lot of these uh, different things, be it you know music, be it economics, be it you know the the, the digital kind of art stuff. It seems like that that you are always willing to look at the kind of standard and the standard way of doing things, and then you look at it from you know a 45 degree angle off. Uh, that that's a really interesting kind of habit to have. How how do you how did you cultivate that? That's a, a very good question as well. I'm not sure how I cultivated it as such. I've always been into communication. Like I you know I started out as a writer, and uh, I've always been into you know concision. Like I'm a fan of you know like Samuel Beckett's writing style, where it's you know extreme concision combined with extreme individuality, and it seems to me that those factors when put together have the most impact and that you can apply those uh, principles across not only writing but any discipline where you're having to create content, be it graphic design, uh, multimedia production, or even music. You know, sort of an analog in music would be, uh, you know, what they call punk rock, which is uh, really sort of simple music without rules is the way I look at it, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, uh, thank you. You know, that, thank you for for you know kind of laying that out there because I think that that is um, informative in in the way that that people might be able to relate to you. So one of the things that I've loved doing throughout the course of the show's little start here is asking who are you following on Twitter that you are really inspired by or passionate about or think that other people need to meet. Oh yeah. Um, well, I would definitely say my uh, creative and business partner, Lee Sean Wong. He's Lee Sean on Twitter, L E E S E N. He's currently with Purpose Campaigns NYC, and he's a tremendously creative person that uh, has got just phenomenal analytical skills, and uh, has seen Hepnova, which is our our group that we have, our creative uh, collective, through some pretty impressive projects. Um, another person that I'm a big fan of is another collaborator of mine, Brendan Franklin. Mm-hmm. That's R-N-D-O-N-F-R-N-K-O-N. Uh, he's a local digital composer, taikoist, and coder that has been really instrumental in getting all the music things that I've been talking about this year rolling. Uh, a couple of the other guys, uh, Jason Ayers, he's consumer on Twitter. Very individual, uh, creative mind businessman and musical composer. Greg Taylor, GR Taylor 2 on Twitter. Okay. Um, another Desert Bloom Phoenix guy. Um, he's got a very, very individual photographic style. He, he's a, a marketer by trade, but I think that uh, his photography, which he focuses on uh, music photography primarily, brings an entirely new perspective, uh, for me anyway, on like what it means to look at music as a, as a phenomenon, like a phenomenon in the physical world. not iconographic like most music photography is. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's documentarian, but exciting is the best way I could put it. Well, that, that, that's a great list. I mean, if you've got a couple more, go ahead and rattle them off. Yeah, I mean, there are so many great folks you know, that I follow on Twitter. I hate to exclude anybody, and I sure. apologize no, to everybody I, that I am excluding. But, uh, it happens. I mean, I, I would, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the, show, the show's format is, is great, but it, it doesn't allow everybody to you know, name off everyone that they are you know, extremely passionate about or working with on projects. But you know, that, that's, a, that's a great representative list. So... Well, you know, as we were talking before we kind of came on air here or on mic, um, you know, what are some of the things that, that you're doing now away from, you know, Desert Bloom Phoenix that, you know, you might want someone who is potentially listening to the show to help you out with? Is there anything that, that, that you would be willing to, you know, accept random help from the Internet? Oh, yeah. Well, um, definitely one area that uh, I'm trying to focus on this year is the creation of original music. Like, you know, Desert Bloom is fundamentally promoting other folks' art and music. And uh, I'm also interested in getting more of my own stuff and more Hepnova's stuff out there this year. So um, anybody that would like to listen to the music of Hepnova or uh, potentially collaborate with us or spread the word about our music, uh, it's music that I don't think has a clear analog anywhere else in pop. And uh, it seems like a lot of folks that listen to it especially with an open mind, tend to dig it. So uh, I think that's one thing that I would love for your listeners to explore. Sure, and they can find that at hepnova.com, correct? That is correct, yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, you know, Nicholas, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to to talk with you, and and I know that that this is something that... uh, we, we haven't even done in person, despite the fact that we've been at a lot of the same events. And, and I really appreciate the fact that you stepped up as soon as, you know, I kind of said that I was interested in, in starting this project and, and uh, that you wanted to be on. And, and so thank you. Oh, likewise. You know, you're one of the more inspiring folks uh, that I've 
that or uh, seeing performance in it. So I definitely appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak on your program. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't make a, a, an expressive effort to do that. I try and inspire people just by being awesome and, and being passionate about the things I am. Um, so it means a lot coming from someone like yourself. Well, sure. Thanks again. And uh, guys, thank you for listening to the show today. Go out there and have a great day.